is the Colby Daniels Podcast. Happy Tuesday, which means our guest is Eric G. from the Tulsa Sports Animal. Eric, what is happening today, my friend? Man, just getting ready to go to Big 12 Media Days. Getting, uh, well, I'm not getting packed. I won't be getting packed until after the show today, and I'll take my time getting down there since my boss won't be down there till 10 o'clock tonight. I'm in no rush to get down there, so I think maybe I'll go and time it just right so I uh, can go get my In-N-Out Triple Triple Animal Style with Animal Fries, <laughs> yes. the ceremonial Neapolitan Shake, and then the drink to go with it, which it comes to the in and out thing, okay? Because I heard your former partner criticize in and out one time, said he just didn't get it. And that's because with in and out, you've got to know the secret menu. You've got to Google the secret menu, find out all the different ways that they can prepare it. You can't just go up there and order the, what is it? I think it's the one, two, three, or four, whatever it is. And just be satisfied with your meal. There are so many different ways you can order in and out. And they're so glad to do it for you. That you need to take advantage of it. And everybody I hear rip their fries or their burgers or whatever. It's like, you're, you're amateurs. Total amateurs not doing it right. And when people don't do something right, especially with food, it just, it, it's heartbreaking. It, it's heartbreaking to watch. So. If you are from Oklahoma and you've eaten in and out and you've been disappointed and you're going back down to the DFW area, or maybe you're heading out to California or Las Vegas or Arizona where or Oregon where in and out are located, Google in and out secret menu. That will tell you everything you need to know and your experience will be a whole lot better. It'll change your life. And you'll want to go back as often as you possibly can because now it's a regular stop for my family and I when, whenever we're in that area. It, it, it just is. And I think we did it twice on vacation. So this is this is an event or this is a, a, a thing you must do. In and out, secret menu. Google it and you'll go, ah. And then you'll, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll know why people rave about in and out so much. So you go triple, triple? I'm going to go triple-triple this time. Nice. I haven't done that yet. Nice. That's, that's uh, you know, and they'll do as many. I think they'll do a quad. Will they really? Um, you can, Yeah, you can get a protein style with no bun. Um, there are all sorts of different ways they can, they can, they can make this burger for you. Yeah, right. they'll, they'll actually do that. They'll actually, normally it's a double-double, but I figure what the heck, I'm going to go triple-triple this time to see if it's, any better. I mean, and I yeah. can always use the calories, right? I yeah. mean, you know, nothing artery hardening at all about that particular meal. It's funny to me how in and out is such a polarizing place, especially like here, because we don't have one. There are people that either absolutely love it or people that just refuse to like it because they compare it to their favorite fast food burger chain, right? Like, it's it's yeah. so interesting to me that if if you don't believe that In and Out Burger is better than and just pick whatever your favorite is that you just automatically don't like it. Where like I, I'm like you can still like your favorite and not have to shit all over In and Out Burger. No, bronze is badass. Bronze is my favorite burger. Period. Um, the only thing with bronze is is they cut their patties down from a third pound to quarter pound. Brahms is awesome. And there's even a way to order the Brahms burger. Get, don't get any mayonnaise. 
I mean, if you want onions, get onions, but no mayonnaise and always get extra Brahm sauce. That's the best way to order your Brahm first. What is Brahm no sauce? Onions, I'm no completely mayonnaise. unaware of this. Okay. So Brahm sauce and just make sure you tell them not, make sure you tell them don't be stingy with the Brahm sauce. Extra Brahm sauce. It is a combination. You can make this at home. Found this out uh, from a kid that used to work there. I think when I worked at the cat, he called up and he told me the recipe. It's Heinz 57 and ketchup mix. Um, they make Heinz 57 and ketchup and it's the sweet, tangy sauce huh. that just adds, adds to the whole experience of the burger. And sometimes, depending on where you go, you can get too much mayonnaise, so mayonnaise drowns out the flavor of the Brahm sauce. So you want to make sure no mayonnaise, extra Brahm sauce. And especially when you put bacon on it, that is mwah. That nice. is the best nice. the best fast food uh, burger in the, in the state of Oklahoma. Maybe even the state of Texas. It and In-N-Out can go head-to-head. And, and yes, in Texas, they're always going to be Whataburger loyalists because Whataburger to Texas is like in and out to California. There are franchises that started in those states. So you're going to get people just by statehood are going to be loyal to those particular restaurants. And man, Whataburger can be pretty badass too, especially late at night. You know, after you've had a few pops, you go to Whataburger, man, you get the, you know, get the Whataburger with the chopped onions and the mustard. Something about that just hits it home. Uh, but Brahms gets an edge over just about every other place in this state because of the crinkle cut fries, which is, you know, I, I prefer the crinkle cut fries of Brahms and Cane to McDonald's and the fresh cut fries of In-N-Out to McDonald's. And that's a fight here because my wife loves McDonald's fries. I'm going to be honest but with you. I'm, are, I love a Brahms burger, but I'm not crazy about the crinkle cut fries. Really? Yeah. Love them doused in ketchup. I love them doused in ketchup. Well, that's the only way love you can eat. That's the only way you can choke them down. <laughs> <laughs> I would eat those crinkle cut fries every day. Same with canes, man. I didn't get the big deal. Like, I never, when I first moved back, like, everybody was raving about canes. I'm like, dude, it's a, it's a chicken finger place. How good can it be? Yeah. Ah, uh, no. You get the cane sauce, the cane fries, the bread, the coleslaw. I'm like, okay, yeah, no. It's right. It, it definitely lives up to the hype. Yeah. And I just found out online. This is this is great. This is talking fast food gourmet. Just found out online that you can actually get the cane sandwich with the toast. So you can have them make the can the cane sandwich with that buttered toast, which I gotta think has gotta be nice. One of, if not the, that, that's like manna from heaven, right? <laughs> the toast with the chicken fingers and the sauce, and I don't know if they do lettuce and tomatoes, but who needs lettuce and tomatoes when you got the toast, the sauce, and the chicken fingers? That is God Himself blessing you. Yeah, that is that is that, is yeah. that hand coming down saying, "Taste this." And always eat the good food. Life is too short. So, yes, it's artery hardening. You don't have to go eat it every single day. But this is stuff we should all experience. I now want to go to Kane before the show today. There you go. And and get this this sandwich. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, we, we, uh, so we usually swing through in and out if we are, I mean, anytime we we're traveling South on I 35, especially if we're going through that, uh, that Texas motor speedway area, there's an in and out burger right over there. Like anytime we're going South of Dallas, uh, taking I 35, we always stop through in and out. And 
people are like, is that your favorite place? I'm like, I mean, no, but we don't get it here. So like, we're going to take advantage of yeah. the opportunity to get it. Whereas if there was an in and out here and it was readily available and it sat next to three other burger places, I'm probably not getting that every time. Like it would be in the rotation, but I, I, I'm not one of those people that like pounds the drum that it's better than everything else. We just don't have the opportunity to get it regularly. So we take advantage when it is available. That's, that's my thing. Well, that's what, when you go on a trip, okay. Do you have friends that they just have like set restaurants that they, that they will go to like, this is it. This will, this is all they will eat. And if that restaurant's not available to them, they get very frustrated. And it's always chain. It seems to be always chain restaurants. Whatever they eat at home, that's the same thing. I they want eat my when Applebee's, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I, know, I know people like that. Friend yeah. in college. Friend in college. Going to throw him totally under the bus. Won't say his name, but to- throw, totally throw him under the bus. Whenever we went to OU Texas, we almost had to grab him by the shirt and back him into the corner and say, no, we're not going to Olive Garden. He <laughs> always wanted to go to Olive Garden. Which is a, look, which is a fine some, meal, yeah. Yes, I love me some Olive Garden. I will, dude, I will tear up some of their chicken parm and the breadsticks and the salad. Oh, yeah, I, Olive Garden's very dangerous for me. I love that place. But when you're going to DFW, or for OU Texas, there are so many great places to eat that are not available here in Oklahoma. Chain, uh, Papado. That's a, that is a chain, Papado, that's one place that's a must-to-go, um, especially if you like Cajun food. But there are so many barbecue, hole-in-the-wall barbecue, Mexican places that the locals eat. It just blows my mind that people won't hunt these restaurants down. It's like, right. nah, let's just go to an insert chain restaurant here that we can eat anytime, right. any place in America. It's like, you're just, you're killing the experience. No, let's go someplace that, that is unavailable to us. Let's go have an, it's not just a meal, it's an experience. And yeah. when people don't want to do that, that just that, that is an absolute bummer. It's like, all right, yeah, fine, we'll just go, we'll go here, oh, whatever, man. Uh, but yeah, this, this week in and out for sure. Papado, maybe if not Papado, I keep thinking in the Arlington area, there's got to be some really good hole in the wall barbecue place. There is a Papado really me- close to AT and T Stadium, so yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah there is. I've, I've, and, I've hit oh, that spot Papado. many times. Like hit on pop it up. Yeah. Again, I'm, and, and, and be all about, if you can find it, be all about the off-menu items. Papado's got the crawfish trio. It's etouffee, fried crawfish, and sautéed crawfish. Or you can do the crawfish duo and substitute the fried for the sautéed. And once you have the sautéed crawfish, you'll you'll never go back to, to the fried. That is a must whenever you go to Papado. Make sure you have it. It's not on the menu but order the crawfish trio if you go down. But I like in the mood for some barbecue, so I'm gonna have to find like some some place that that not a lot of people know about. So I'll be I'll begin the internet search here in a in a few minutes to see what I can find that way. Yeah, that, that that's what this whole trip is about. Right, getting video and food. <laughs> uh, uh, look, the other thing is you could just post up at Texas Live, and they have a number of. Uh eating options there 
and all of them are pretty oh, good, really? at least based on my experience. Yeah. Oh, really? Didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah, they have they have barbecue. That. They have pizza. They have uh, Troy Aikman's. I think is like a burger type place. Uh, burger steaks, like that sort of thing. Pudge has. I, I think Pudge is the pizza place. Um, yeah, yeah, they have, they have quite a few options. And then the main, like the main area, uh, where they have the massive screen and and the bar seating, like, like that place has like good nachos and wings and just kind of like finger foods. So yeah, plenty of, of, uh, eating options at Texas live. If you post up there, that is, that is awesome. And I, I don't know. Are, where, where are you on the media food? I get 50-50 about it. Look, if you're if you're there, it's quick, it's cheap, and depending on what your plans are, it's good to take advantage of it. Uh, but I know people, like, that's all they'll eat. They'll, they'll strictly just eat the media food to save money, and it's like, yeah. no, 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 after you do your work, there's so many late-night places here. I'll, I'll Look, I'll cover you. Just, 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 go, just go to this place. I will cover you. Right. For, for that and I do you, my you best get, to get, if I can if I can get through the day without eating the media food I will get through the day without eating the media food like if I just need to eat then then it's there to to serve its purpose but there is literally anybody that's that's never been in the media listening to this media food in general is like slop in a trough most of the time I I mean it's just I, I want no part of it and and like I'm not I don't it's just I don't mind it it's just it's very free. average it's free I, well you're right it's free yeah. but like if I'm not going to have the chance to eat then sure I'll you know again if I just need to eat then then I'll eat but uh, I'm not just going to eat the media food for the sake of eating the media food if I know like I'm going to be going to dinner later then I'm not going to stuff myself with average food no, that that is the that is the absolute best way to do it. Now, there are some places, AT and T Stadium, for one, um, when they're on their game and it's not COVID, that that's really good media food. I mean, Jerry Jerry does it, you know, for first class. That, they do prime rib from Jones. time to time for the media there. Yeah, yeah, they do. But sometimes um, they do hot dogs, and it's like, okay, thanks, but no thanks. Like, yeah. Exactly. I hear for so your hot dogs. That'll be, yeah, that'll be something I'll, I'll monitor. Maybe tomorrow do the media food since I'm supposed to go play golf. Although I'm supposed to go play golf, but it's one of those with the breakout sessions. I hate missing the breakout. That's session. the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, it is. Not 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 even close because you get a chance to get people one on one. Some of the same questions are going to get asked inevitably that's going to happen but it just feels like in the breakout session especially the coaches and this is so this is so weird about this because if you think about when they first go up to the podium they're on that big stage they're looking out into that sea of people who are sitting at tables banging away at their computers yeah. or plugged into a, a recording device for some reason in that setting they're uncomfortable well, they, give, they give you very generic answers. They're talking to a camera and a in spotlight the, in that setting. Like, they're not talking to a right. human being. They are literally talking to a spotlight and a camera. Which, the breakout sessions, one, are kind of uncomfortable because every if you're, if you're from OU or Texas, 
everybody crowds around you. You're like three, four deep. People have to use their selfie sticks just to, just to get video. But in that setting, even when people are on top of you and have invaded your personal space, when you're Mike Gundy, there is a willingness to talk and share and joke around right. that you're not going to get in that in that big setting. The only person that didn't seem like they wanted any part of it was Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops wanted to be anywhere but Big 12 Media Day when he was at Big 12 Media Day. Every once in yeah. a while, you could kind of catch him being funny, and you could catch him being a little loose, but for the most part, there was a there was a clock in his head of how long do I want to do this? And there are guys that he'll talk to and guys that he won't. And when you were doing it as long as he did for 18 years, you develop relationships. Um, and, and a lot of us weren't in, you know, weren't in that group. There, you know, there were, there were less of us than more of us that were in the Bob Stoops good relation group. Um, but if you were an ex player, you know, he would be more than glad to talk to you no matter, you know, where you went to school because he felt like he could identify with you. Everybody else outside of Bob Stoops seems to like hamming it up. Um, Dana Holgerson was great. Mike Gundy, everybody complains about Mike Gundy. See him at Big 12 Media Day. Big 12 Media Day, he's willing to talk and he is more congenial that day than he is maybe at any point during the year. Actually, I've never had a bad interaction with him. Never had one bad interaction with, with Mike Gundy. But Sark, be interesting to see what Sark does. And Lincoln is, Lincoln hasn't quite got to Bob yet, but I can see at OU where eventually he's going to get there just because of the demands on your time from the media in that position. At a certain point, it's got to get old. It's got to get really old. So I would think that Sark will be fine. Lincoln will be okay. Everyone, it should be a really good breakout session, really, because you yeah. don't have that grizzled, I'm tired of being here. This is my 18th one, and I'm going to do anything yeah. but yeah. sit here and talk to you kind of guy. I, no one's gotten burned out yet. It's so funny to me. Every year, Media Days rolls around. And look, there's a big portion of the media that also has this stance. But I hear a lot of people uh, tell me and tweet, like, Media Days is the most worthless event ever, and, and there's no point in doing this. And, like, okay, I get it. Like, uh, there's going to be a lot of coach speak that takes place over the course of, of the two days that you're doing this event. And, look, there are a lot of media that also feel this way, and I think that's just because, honestly, Eric, they're lazy and don't want to actually do the work. They would rather just sit back in their chair, not do anything, and listen to the answers that are given at that big press conference that we were just talking about where the coaches are basically talking to the spotlight and the camera and then assume that that's the only thing you're going to get out of the entire media day and then you're done. So if you're one of those people that just completely bases your information on what the coaches say to the camera in that one sitting then yeah, it is pretty worthless. You're not going to get anything. Those guys are yeah. going to be super guarded. They're not going to give any information. But I promise you, I've done this thing like 10 times now. In the breakout session, you can go ask any one of those coaches the exact same questions that were asked of them when they're on that stage, and the answers will be 180 degrees different. They may not give you exactly what? the answer you want. They may not open up to the degree you want, but they will give you much more 
than they gave you when they were on that stage. And that's where I always felt like I got the best information. That's where you get the opportunity to talk to players without there being a handler next to them, without there being a coach next to them. I've, I've always felt like the players give you really good information. And again, they may be guarded about certain topics and may not give you everything, but they will crack the door and they will like give you a peek into, into whatever the topic is. And like, I get so much out of media days. I get enough out of media days to get me through the entire football season. Like if, you know, covering OU, for example, I will get enough out of every team that when OU plays TCU or when OU plays Texas Tech, like I will have enough information from media days for that entire week and a pregame show. Like just, and and obviously storylines may change as the season goes on, but I just, I feel like I accumulate so much information at this event. And it's just because there's a, you know, there's a willingness of those guys to talk if you as the media member, are willing to go do the work during during the breakout session, and and more than anything, just willing to listen. It's not even necessarily about you. Don't even have to necessarily go ask questions. G- just go go listen at every station for a period of time, and you will pick up a ton of information. It's it's not a hard thing, and I don't know why people don't understand this, but uh, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, a couple quick things before we uh, continue with this. You mentioned Mike Gundy. I, I think that Mike Gundy is more open at this, like you said, but I think it's with non-Oklahoma State media. Like, if you don't cover Oklahoma State on a regular basis, I think he's a little more open with you. Um, I've always felt like the people that cover Oklahoma State, he's kind of the same. I mean, it's it's just, it doesn't change much for media days. But, you know, seeing new faces, I, I think, is probably something that... Um, he, he tries to turn on the charm, so to speak, a little bit. Uh, and then with Lincoln, and, and look, I, I, we always got, I always got Lincoln first. Like, he, I was his first interview of the thing. Shout out to Mike Houck, who always brought him over to our table immediately. Um, Lincoln, obviously, you, you mentioned him being like Bob Stoops. I, I think that he is guarded somewhat, but the thing I've always appreciated about Lincoln, and this goes back to his first year on the job, if he doesn't want to answer a question, he'll literally just tell you, like, I'm not going to answer that. But what I love about him is you can ask a second question, and if it's something that he wants to talk about, he'll talk about it. He doesn't shut down the same way that Bob Stoops does. Like, you ask Bob no, Stoops one question that he doesn't like, that ruins the entire availability because from that point on, he's disgruntled and and just doesn't want to talk to you. Whereas with Lincoln, I've always felt like, you have to ask these questions. I think he understands that certain questions have to be asked, but he doesn't, I guess, get offended. If you ask him one of those questions, he just says, you know, that's something we, uh, we don't want to talk about, or we're not ready to, to disclose that information. And then you move on and it's like, you're still talking to the same guy. His, his demeanor hasn't changed any. No, he, he's, he's a little bit more affable, but you chalk that up to, well, one, you can chalk that up to personality, and two, he's only been on the job. He's in his what fourth, I think it was fourth or fifth year at at OU. I think it's fifth, right? Golly, time's flying. So he hasn't he hasn't been beaten down as much, and so far it's been a rocket ride for for Lincoln. The worst the worst thing Lincoln has done is lose back to back games to Iowa State, K State. Still ended up in the Cotton Bowl and still wrecked Florida. In the Cotton Bowl, so there's he hasn't had that eight and four year. He hasn't had that embarrassing loss uh, 
to USC in the national championship game or K-State in the Big 12 championship game. He's had losses in the playoffs, but those were losses that OU wasn't favored to begin with. And two, for some reason in that Rose Bowl, there are some, but most people blame Mike Stoops for a defensive second-half meltdown in that. So he's not been been piled upon and ripped apart the way that Bob had for a long time. And Bob, when when you ask him a question and he shut it down, it became very awkward. And I can remember the time that we had him on the we had him on our show when you and I were working together. And I asked him about the Baker Mayfield thing. Because I had to. It was right after Baker Mayfield had gotten arrested yeah. in Arkansas. I had to ask him about that. And I'd already heard him ask about that in the press conference. I was going to come at it a little bit more direct. I already knew what the answer was going to be. And my game plan was, once it was over, move on. Right. Um, somebody on our station, Zach McCray, uh, took to criticizing me after that on the radio. It's like, oh, we all want to get to that next level. Eric G did. It's like, dude, put yourself in that situation. How much are you going to dig, dig, dig at Bob Stoops before eventually he hangs up the phone? You've got to know, if you're getting into this business, you've got to understand the dance. And Bob Stoops would have been the worst person to interview if you were just getting into this business if you caught him late in his career. Because he just didn't have time for, he didn't have time for you. He needed to talk to seasoned professionals, not saying that I, I felt, you know, fell into this category, but he needed to talk to seasoned professionals that he had known for years, guys that he had a rapport with. Those are the guys that he wanted to talk to because he knew that there were certain people that weren't, he knew certain people were not going to go down certain roads with him. Right. And he knew it. They, they, They could look each other in the eye. They knew what to ask. They knew how to get a good interview with him. Anybody else though, especially when there's an obvious thing hanging out there, be it Baker Mayfield or anything else Bob should deal with, you know you've got to ask that question. You're expected to ask that question. The unfortunate thing was with Bob, you knew it was just, it, it, it had a chance to kind of disrupt the entire thing. Well, it might crash the entire okay. interview. That's the problem. Like it, it yeah. he, like he, he might become so defensive that literally everything that happens after that is just going to be nothing. Like you're not going to get anything from the guy. Yeah. Which I, mean, I kind of, I got to a point where I wondered why are we even having this guy on? We don't need him. We, we don't need Bob Stoops. Are we doing it because it's obligatory and we can get some guy in an OU trucker hat and a beard to tell us that you know that we're great for having him on because they'll hear you know, because they want to hear Bob Stoops give stock answers. And most of the time, you found out listeners listeners got nothing out of those interviews with him. It was I mean, it's very rarely. I mean, you almost had to. There are times you could hit on something. Like when he would talk about his dad, if you could get him to talk about his dad, you got gold. Yeah. But talking about football for the most time, it was just, you know, right out of the generic answer playbook and, you know, he's going to go on. So this year, hopefully if we get a chance to get Lincoln on, we'll have some fun with him. Um, We'll probably would say we wouldn't get Mike on because Mike will only do radio with Stillwater and Texas. You never know. 
last time I was down there, Texas was more. Texas gave us Sam Ellinger. Um, they didn't give us. I think it was Herman. Herman was the coach. They didn't give you Tom Herman, but they gave you Ellinger, and that was good. And maybe Texas with Sarkeesian, they're going to be a little bit more willing to play ball. But Chris Kleiman's very good. Patterson can be fun. You have to. You know, I'm not. Even, if we have Gary Patterson on, I'm going to talk to him about. You know his his night at Billy Bob more than I'm going to be talking yeah. to him about. You know his uh, I'm going to be talking to him about his night at Billy Bob, not his. Um, you know, not so much what's going on. Well, he's uh, another one of those guys. If you talk to him about football, he's literally going to clam up, and you're not getting anything. If you talk to him about just yeah. his life or just anything outside of football, it's like a completely different human being. Yeah, and that that that's what I that's what I'm going to go down, and I'm going to you know focus on the fact I'm going to. I, I, you got this game plan going in where it's like, dude, you've got a statue at TCU, a statue. I like, there is something that has to be a little bit strange. You know, there's got to be something a little bit strange about seeing you in bras every day or every week. There has to be something about that, that, that just isn't, that in some part isn't real life. And I'll, you know, refine that question, but I want to know what that's like, you know, seeing you, seeing you in action just frozen every, yeah. every day. And I, I'm going to try and stay away. You know, I will kind of ask, I will ask him about Chandler Morris, um, you know, just very generic, how he's doing. Right. Yeah. You know, is he playing? How's he acclimated to, to TCU? And, you know, I glad to have him on campus, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we may talk about Andy Dalton a little bit. Hey, this guy got a chance to go up and he's got, he's got a chance to start again in Chicago. He has, you know, did you get a chance to reconnect with him? He's in Dallas. But um, climbing, climbing was great. Um, Neil Brown had the personality of a paper sack that first year. But yeah. since he sort of exceeded expectations at West Virginia, maybe he'll be a little bit more gregarious this go around. Yeah. Um, I, Matt Wells was fantastic a couple years ago. Uh, they've obviously not had a lot of success. I don't, so, um, you know, I, I think I do think it's interesting to see how these guys change from year to year based on the success. And look, we've seen some of these guys just look absolutely beaten down over over time, uh, which is, I mean, you, you know that. Um, one year, I remember uh, getting on the elevator with Dana at like eight in the morning. And we're riding down the elevator, and I wasn't sure which of us smelled more like booze, me or him, and which of us had, <laughs> and which of us had more red eyes, me or him. But we were basically both in the same position where oh, neither one of us lie. wanted to be on that elevator. And I was don't, like, you know what? Lie. Respect, Dana. Respect you. You partied as hard <laughs> as I did last night. D don't lie. You're not telling the whole story here. You and him either went to together or saw each other at the same club. <laughs> don't lie about this, Colby. I know you've got to say elevator because you don't want to throw Dana under the bus because there's bro code between you and him now that he's at Houston. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, is you and him were at Baby Dolls or someplace. Doing, you know, the the old Colby Daniels lifestyle. Let's 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 hear about it. Let's hear what you and Dana was doing that night. Uh, Which, by I, the way, I can't if, confirm or if, deny if Dana, anything. If Dana grabbed you 
out, out of the uh, the breakout session and said, "Hey, tonight that that would that would be the least shocking thing in the world because Dana seems like the type of guy that can spot who the partiers are. Oh yeah, like he would just know by know by yeah. looking at you who the partiers are and be like, "Hey." Want to go get into some trouble tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest, I'm so naive about all the code words for, you know, illicit drugs and stuff like that. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea what to ask. Like, I saw this, there's this great video of this guy who was working for, I think, ESPN, who went to the Masters. And I don't, I don't know if he just didn't show up the next day or whatever, but he goes into in-depth. He, he went into this in-depth um tale about how cocaine wrecked his life but he went out to the masters and the code was hey you know where's the party tonight and that's how he knew where to go like he knew who to talk to he knew the right words to ask where to get the coke like to me it's like i, I would be stupid it's like hey man uh where are we giving the where are we getting the bolivian marching powder tonight so <laughs> I, I couldn't could not be in, in in those kind of groups, they'd be like, "No, dude, get out of here, get out. You'll be the one to get us busted." Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, funny funny story. That same year, I had again, I I'd partied maybe a little too hard the night before that specific event. I had forgot something. Uh, I think maybe like my laptop charger or something. I'd forgot something in the hotel room, and this was when it was at the Omni still. Uh, so basically your hotel room was, you know, like the, the, the events happening in the same hotel as your room. So you can go to your room very easily. So I forgot my laptop charger or something like that in the hotel room. So I, I left media row, got in the elevator, went back to my room, grabbed whatever it was. And then when I was coming down a second time, I was on the elevator with all the West Virginia players. And th- the best part about this was these guys were having a conversation about sneaking out the night before and going to a big party. And I'm like, they can obviously tell that I'm hungover. So like, I, I think they probably felt comfortable talking about it. Cause they were like, yeah, this guy partied as well. And uh, they were like, don't tell anybody. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're good. Trust me. I'm, <laughs> I have, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go tell on you, man. That's, that's all good. But yeah, it was, it was, uh, they, they had, uh, they had snuck out and I forget I forget where they went at this point because it's been so long, but I remember them talking about taking an Uber somewhere, and I was like, man, that's like an hour away. I remember thinking that in my mind. Like, that's a really long way away to, like, go to a party. Well, it's actually not stupid when you think about it because if it's an hour away, and let's say one of them was from that area, one of them was from Texas and knew, you know, knew, knew a guy, knew one of his homeboys that was going to have a party. You get an hour away because most of the media isn't going to drive an hour away right. to see you there. And, and an there's a good away. chance Dana's out somewhere and he's probably not going to be out an hour away either. Right. So you're you're actually smarter that way. The further away from the hotel, from the setting that you can get, the less of a chance you have to be caught. The only thing you've got to remember though, if you're a college athlete doing this is that with this being the day and age of cell phones, you have to assume that there is going to be somebody at any large gathering you're at that might have a clue as to who you are. 
Now, in Dallas, it's probably okay because Dallas is not a huge college football city. Um, it's totally dominated by, by the NFL, even though you've got colleges there. But yeah. most teenagers or most people in their early 20s are going to know more professional athletes than college athletes. Yeah, just don't wear your so gear. Again, don't you, wear the team gear. Yeah. Yeah. Just make sure you dress casual, go out and have a good time, but make sure that just no one can whip out that cell phone and, and see you pulling the old Laramie Tunstall console before you get right, um, right. you know so you don't get kicked off the team yeah oh media day memories <laughs> and there's usually what's interesting about the media day memories is one there's usually some big gathering that's put on by the people hosting the event and then there are all the little gatherings that people go off in, in, in their in their little groups yeah. Um and, and and have fun. So it'll be you just gotta know who you gotta know who your gang is. So since I don't really don't have a gang, I guess I'll be hanging out with my boss for there you time go. while I'm down there which probably isn't a bad thing. That'll keep that'll keep me out of trouble. Yeah. Uh well this is also your attempt to to get in good with uh, you know, some of the like the Matt Leinerts and and those guys yes. uh to, you know, down the road have the chance to be like, Hey Matt, come on the show. Yeah. And most of the time, if those guys are there, um, Fox or whoever wants them, it, it's really interesting. Fox versus ESPN at this thing. Fox wants to get their people on your show if they can. Oh yeah. Or they will at least work with you to get you in front of them with a recorder to ask questions so you can play it. Yeah. ESPN seems to leave it up to the discretion of the personality. And unless that personality knows you, they seem to be a little bit more reluctant to jump on the radio. With I don't know about you. I reason. don't know that I remember ever seeing any ESPN personalities because ESPN has their own station. That's usually completely separated from everyone else. And usually those guys, I think just kind of stay backstage in, in their little area. Like Matt Leinart, Reggie saw, Bush, and Joel Klatt, and those guys will usually like walk the floor and and hit media row and radio radio row and all that stuff. But uh, the ESPN guys, I I never see them ever. That like they're there, obviously they have their own room, but I don't know that they ever come out. It's more the people like who was it last time I was there? Holly Rowe, Holly Rowe was all over the place last time I was there. And I'm going to be careful about what I say here because it was, it was like Selfieville. Yes, she was doing interviews. And I know that I guess she's on Big 12 radio. But she was doing interviews with all the guys with Selfieville and, and interviews. And, of course, they're, not hard, they're, they're usually not hard-hitting interviews. I mean, they just kind of are what they are. Yeah. Um, well, anything but, at, at Media Days is not hard-hitting. Yeah. But I don't. Think, I don't even think we attempted. I don't even think we attempted to get her. I, I think she just had that look like she wasn't doing anything. But Fox, and usually because Fox more so than ESPN, it seems like every year or so there's always a change to yeah. to their lineup yeah. in, in in some way. There's a change to their lineup. So because there's a change to their lineup, they want to get out and promote it. If they got a new guy, they want 
they want the new guy, you know, on radio talking up their product, which which is good, which is really which is really good for us because if it's somebody like Reggie Bush or Matt Leinart, yeah, you yeah. can spend a little time talking about that, but mostly you're gonna you're gonna talk about their days with USC and with Reggie Bush. Boy, would I love to have him this year, especially oh, with him talking absolutely. about absolutely wanting wanting to get his Heisman back. That would be that would be great radio. He might be more than willing to talk as well. Um, I we had him for like five minutes on the radio because his handler was like, "We got to go, we got to go," which he didn't have to go, but they just didn't want him on the radio, I guess. But like literally after we got done, because the handler was like, "Hurry up, hurry up," we ended up having like a 30-minute conversation off-air, and the, the guy was great. I mean, he was awesome. Just as friendly as could be, opened up. I mean, we, we didn't talk a lot about, like, Big 12 football. We talked a lot about a lot of other things, but dude was so cool. What? Why was the handler trying to speed him up? I don't know. What I, was I, the I, point? I have no idea. Maybe they just didn't feel comfortable with him being on, like live on air for, for extended periods of time. Maybe they felt like he was too loose lipped to be live on air for too long of a period. I don't know, but they, why that I mean, he's great on air. I, he's, yeah, I think so too. He's fantastic. What was he, what, what's he going to do? Rip, rip Fox. Yeah. yeah. He's going to rip, he's going to yeah, rip, rip the place that, that, that just gave him a great job. It was weird though. The Fox yeah, guy was, yeah, he didn't want him. Like, I mean, it was almost like as soon as he was on the air, it was like, all right guys, wrap it up. And uh, it was like a five-minute radio interview. And then afterward, like I said, like we got done, kick it to uh, a break. Um, actually, I think I was done at that point. Um, and so I was like, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. And, and you know, we like start bullshitting for a minute. And then like next thing I know, it turns into like a half-hour conversation. And I was like, why the hell couldn't this guy stay on the radio? Like he's literally been standing here now for 35 minutes. And the last 30 minutes has been off the air. Wow! Yeah. That, so what a what a waste. Think about how much you could have gotten out. Think about how much you could have gotten out of that on the air. Yeah. If the handler would have just chilled out. Yeah. And that's the thing with with, with all these people. They're always trying to hurry you along. The it's handlers like, at these things and, and, are so stressed out, bro. <laughs> oh God. You're not. You're not kidding. Eric, well, Eric, and, here, and here's your it, here's it, your it, homework it, assignment for the next two days. I want you to take pictures of the handlers at this event, and and put together like a handler collage of photographs to, and we'll figure out which okay. of these guys looks the most stressed because all none of them ever smile. All the handlers are always super stressed out and like, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Yeah. All right. I will. I'll. I will definitely. I will definitely do that because it. And I get it. I mean, you're trying to. You're trying to get these guys along. You're probably on orders from the coaches right. about. You know, be careful about this guy. He's more than willing to go down roads, or you know, we've got a lot of these. You know, and they overpromise. You've got this radio station and that radio station. Some radio stations are more important than others. I get it. Yeah. I. I totally get it. There are some radio stations that are, you know, if you're an affiliate, if you're in the local market, if you're closer to an area, you're going to get top priority. But you can tell who enjoys doing the interviews. 
And at that point, and again, I'm, of course, speaking as someone that, that's doing the interviewing. At that point, if you're the handler, you might want to back off and just let them have a little fun, especially if you can tell yeah. the line of questioning isn't, isn't anything that's going to get you in trouble or get him in trouble. Just back off because at that point, you've got to realize the media can do you favors. We remember just as well as you do. And it's one of these deals where, yes, you'll remember things, you'll hold it against us. It happens. It's happened to every one of us in our career. We've asked a question or done something that pissed someone off and they've made us pay for it. Well, that goes two ways. And if you like hurried someone along or whatever, or you've got another sport you need help with, and you made my experience miserable at Big 12 Media Day talking to your football team, I'm going to remember that. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember that just, just the way you'll remember if I said something you didn't like. And when you call me up and ask me, hey, can I get so-and-so on the air? My answer to that's going to be no. So that it, yeah. it has to work both ways. But the SIDs seem to think they're the ones with all the power. And part of the problem is, is that there's enough media outlets who won't say no, that they know, hey, man, we're, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just go we'll just go down here and we'll get them to do it. Yeah. Well, fine, go get them to do it, but it's not going to be me. I remember uh, a couple years ago, the Kansas, or I guess it's been a few years now, the, the Kansas guy was like, uh, do you guys want David Beatty? And I was like, uh, no, I think we're good. Like, what are you going to ask David Beatty? Like, seriously, what are you going to, like, what is my listenership going to be interested in the day, as far as what David Beatty has to say? The answer is nothing. There's nothing that's that's there, right? Like, they would rather hear us tell jokes about, like, the stupid stuff that's happening at Media Days than listening to David Beatty, who, like, literally everybody knows is going to go 1-11. I mean, it's just... Yeah. But on the other hand... <laughs> Like, talking about the handlers, like, when Matt Rule was at Baylor or when Bill Snyder was at Kansas State, don't, like, you wouldn't even see the handler. They, like, those guys would just come out and be left at Radio Row for, like, hours because the thing is, both of those guys were such good speakers. Both of those guys were never going to say anything that they didn't want to say. Neither one of those guys was going to get bullied by anyone into saying something they didn't want to say. Like, those guys would just sit down with a big smile on their face and talk to whoever wanted to talk to them. And look, Bill Snyder's interviews weren't the most exciting thing ever. Maybe one out of every five that took place would be a good interview, like like an entertaining interview. But the guy was more than gracious with every person that asked yeah. to talk to him. And Matt Rule, based Absolutely. on my experience, was the same way. Matt Rule was was gracious with his time. Anybody that wanted to talk to Matt Rule, he was more than willing to sit down, and, and he was happy about it. That's the other thing. Like, some of these guys will do these things, but... They don't want to be there. They don't want to be doing it. Maybe Matt Rule didn't want to be doing it, but he at least gave the illusion that he was excited to be there. He did everything with a smile on his face. And, you know, like you said, that goes a long way. And I, I do think it's funny, you know, you talk about uh, the availability and and sometimes these guys, like, you know, feeling like they have all the power. I think it's comical when you have, let's just say, school A and school B, and school A gives you all these coaches and all these players, and school B gives you none of them. And then a month later, when all the conversation is about school A, and school B goes, hey, why aren't you talking about us more? Hmm, I wonder why. Mm. So school no, A gives us players, coaches, gives us all that, like, 
we have more to talk about with school A. Like, yeah, it's not, this is not rocket science. You want us to talk about school B when you won't give it like we have no, what do you want us to say? If, if, if you are complaining about lack of media coverage, then you have to overserve. It, it, that, that's just, that's just the rule. Yeah. And I can, re, I can remember one time, won't say where it was, um, but an, an SID remarking, Hey, how many, how many, is that how many of those guys did we get for you today? How many? What's the number? Yeah, just remember, just remember that. And it was like eight guys they had made available after practice, and it was like you just remember how many of these guys you know we made available, as opposed to another school which was notorious for not making as many people uh, uh, available. Um, you know, all that being said, I mean you. Still, I mean, sometimes I think he's got to be a tough job because sometimes you just got to grin and bear yeah, people fun. you don't yeah. like. You, you, you do. And also, being an SID right now is probably harder than it's ever been because you're trying to figure out what exactly is legitimate media. You're trying to figure it out. And I think that there is sometimes people who deserve the benefit of the doubt don't get it because it's something new. And what I'm finding out is that if your name, like there are certain names that are just stamp of approval type names where if they're doing it, it's considered legitimate and others, which I'm in the other category, if you're doing it, it's, it's just not as legitimate. And that's, <laughs> that's, that's a little, I mean, a, yes, yeah. the play the ego, but, B, even if it's not me you're talking about, you're talking about other people, you've got to look at readership or, you know, likes or whatever. I think there's so many different ways that that message can get out today that, you know, opening it up isn't opening it up a little bit more to other outlets isn't necessarily a bad thing because the more people you have playing, you know, playing your tune. The, be- the better off you're, the better off you're going to be. Yeah. And the, you know, you can never have, you can never have too much coverage, but it seems like some places want to limit exactly where that coverage is going. And that makes absolutely zero sense to me. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so I'm going to guess day one, you guys have barbecue. And I'm going to guess day two, it's uh, like the fajita layout. I could see that. I was thinking pasta because pasta is one of those things that everybody that, that seems you know everybody seems to like. Yeah. Generic pasta with your choice of, with your choice of sauce. Yeah. That that seems to seems to go a long way. By the way, we were talking about media food. Is there a worse media food option than barbecue? Like they never get good barbecue. Have you ever had good barbecue no. at a media availability? Was there one place? I'm trying to think. The correct answer is maybe the the correct answer is maybe the Oklahoma City Blazers might have done it. Um, (laughs) I know the Oklahoma City Blazers had red beans and rice one time that was awesome. Nice. I feel like barbecue is the go to so often, and it's like, oh, this is brutal. Yeah. Not good. Barbecue, barbecue, lots of pasta, um, chicken. Chicken's an easy go-to, and the chicken's always never dry yeah, and overcooked. Never good. It's, it's, although, just remember, the thing you have to remember when you're complaining about it, it's free. 
So like you say, it's there, it's in a pinch, it, it's to get you full enough so you're not thinking yeah. about food. It doesn't need to be your meal. It's your, your holdover. It's just it's 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 to nourish you to the point that you can continue throughout your day. So if you have to go that route, like that doesn't mean you have to fill your plate and eat all the stuff that they make available and then you're full for the day. Like you can eat just enough to sustain yourself through the rest of the day. Because that's the that's the big mistake, Eric. People are like, oh well, I'm hungry, I gotta eat. So I guess I'm just gonna stuff myself full of this garbage food. Well, that's like, no, you don't have no, to no, do no, it no, that no, way. No. Yeah. No. I mean, honestly, hey, just get yourself a salad. You can get the salad. There you go. Yeah. Get the salad. Be good. Be good. Be good with the salad. Don't try and eat the main meal. And usually the good thing for me is the main meal is served while I'm on air. So I don't have to worry about it because I won't eat while I'm on air. Yeah. I hate eating while I'm on air. It's, it's horrible. For, first of all, it's horrible for the listener. Yeah. Terrible. You get some guys, nah, 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 you know, eating with, you know, mouth and, you know, trying to, now if you're doing it for effect, now if the sponsor has brought something right. or there's right. some sort of special food and you're trying to, to, to give the listener, you know, at least, uh, you know, an idea of what it's like, fine. But when you're trying to eat on air, one, if you're trying to prep and ask questions, you got a lot of equipment, the, the more stuff you put on that table, the more you risk spilling something, ruining notes, ruining equipment, and that that never that, that that's never a good thing. Yeah. Oh, Big Twelve Media Days. <laughs> I always I, I hated that my airtime was always like the the breakout session would start and like that's about the time that I would be I, well I think the breakout session would start maybe at two. Or two thirty, like I, I, I remember yeah. having a little bit of time before I would be on the air, but it wasn't a lot of time, and I felt like I was always only getting a small portion of what I felt like was the most valuable part of the whole thing. You probably are. That's when, okay, that's when you need someone who can. You, you need somebody who can go to the breakout sessions and, and get you audio on a quick turnaround. That's what that is for. To, to do it right, you can't just do this kind of event radio-wise with, with two people. It, it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, you can, but one person has got to be the, the host. The other one has got to be the runner. And sometimes you, you switch those roles. And somebody's got to be willing to go and get the things that you need and get and get them back to you to do it right it it, it takes a little strategy a little planning and so many stations just try and go out there and wing it and it's never a good look i don't even think getting audio is as important as like just having someone that's willing to go listen to what's being said pick up on things that are really interesting and being able to come back and kind of relay those conversations to the air in a way that it, you know, we can all talk about it. That's, that's what I find to be the, the best part for radio, at least like I, you know, I don't necessarily need Dante stills from West Virginia. Like I don't need his voice giving me this stuff, but like if he's sitting there talking about like the fact that there is a quarterback battle when nobody else is talking about it, then, you know, those are the kind of things where it's like, Hey, this backup quarterback, he's sneaky. Like, look out. Then, you know, like 
I don't need all the all the work that goes into relaying that audio. Just bring bring the information back and let's let's talk about it. Yeah, well, if they're good at if they're good at that, yeah. Sometimes guys aren't good aren't good at at relaying that message. So right. having that audio there to set them up, yeah, that is that that can be priceless because that that's me. I'm not I'm not good enough trying to kind of get it all. I got to get it all in my head before I go on air. Try and work on the fly like that yeah. was never. It was never one of those things I enjoyed doing because it's like as I'm trying to spit it out quick, I like I know I'm forgetting key, key details here, yeah. and there's always some questions I'm going to be asked that I wasn't prepared for that I'm going to have to dance around for a couple of minutes. So here, why don't we listen to this and then let me kind of gather my thoughts and, and set the scene. I yeah. do a lot of you know. I do a lot of tricks to kind of get me through the day to be quiet. I, I also think this is this is something that I don't feel like is ever talked about. And I've, I, I, I talk about it every year. This is also a big like I, I feel like I'm I'm not going to say the best, but I feel like I'm pretty good at reading people's demeanor and body language and all of that. And that's another aspect of this thing being there in person. And especially once again, the breakout sessions, not, not these guys sitting at the podium where they're uncomfortable and staring into a camera, but the breakout sessions, it, you know, again, a big part of that is not necessarily exactly what they're saying, but how are they saying it? What's the body language? Cause there's times that guys say stuff and you're like, Oh, this guy like is is really downplaying this. Like he he's excited about this certain topic, but he's trying to downplay it. Or sometimes it's like, oh man, he he does not feel good about this situation, even though he's saying the coach speak right things, right? Like I I think being there in person and getting that feel for body language and, and how some of these guys respond to certain things is a really valuable tool. And that's always something that I've I felt like I was good at reading. And, and also being able to relay that kind of information on the air. Like TCU was talking about their quarterback situation and, uh, you know, he said all the right things. He said, it's a quarterback battle, but man, I, I think, you know, every question that was asked of it, he looked really uncomfortable. It didn't look like he felt good about the, you know, those sort of things. I, I also feel like is really valuable at an event like this. Yeah. And you were really good at that. You were absolutely fantastic uh, when it came to that. Uh, and that's, that's a tough skill. Uh, it, it's a skill we expect everyone to have, but the truth of the matter is, it's not, not everyone is really good at that. Right. So that's, again, when you go into, when you go into those situations, you have to know who, you, you have to know who you're dealing with, who all you have on crew. And again, it's all about, maximizing it's about maximizing their talents and putting them in the situation where they can best suit you and for you you were you were really good at that i mean having you out in front of those guys asking questions looking at them as you said reading them that was always that was always the best was always the best use of your your time and when we seem to get a lot out of it when when you were doing that yeah and, and look, I, I get that that also probably only pertains to radio because, you know, you're not able to really go down that road in in the newspaper or on television. Um, I mean, you can give the soundbite or you can give the quote uh, or, you know, play the video back, but you're not, you know, in, th- in those uh, 
outlets you're not reading between the lines like you are in radio. So I get that that's probably no. exclusively to what we do specifically. But uh, yeah, I always, you know, that was one of those things where um, I always felt like that went a long way as far as, as the coverage and, um, you know, just is a guy squirming in his seat or is he sitting upright and, and confident? And, um, you know, I, I, I feel like those are really easy things to read for me. Um, and I've always felt like that, that, uh, it just carried a lot of weight to the information that you're giving when you're, you're kind of passing on the information. No. And it, it's always good to have someone that, that understands body language, uh, which you do a great job. You know, as you pointed out again, you do a great job of that. And you can tell, I mean, sometimes you, sometimes it's very obvious. You can tell when somebody's really uncomfortable talking about a about a specific situation and other times if you're not as perceptive you can it can come across as thinking that that everything was all right when it when the truth of the matter is is that it wasn't and you need that person to kind of yeah. decipher all that and and sometimes what's that especially for our business is when two people, get two different things out of the same press conference yeah, or out of yeah. the same quote or out of the, then it becomes a very interesting discussion where it's, Oh, you got that out of it. Well, I read it more like, more like this. And then you discuss why each one of you thought the way they did. And eventually when it, when it use right, when it, well, most of the time, 95% of the time, one of you's right, one of you's wrong. Sometimes right. it's like life in The Sopranos, where a storyline never gets followed up on. <laughs> it just it just stays out there, yeah. hanging forever. And it's like, yeah. why didn't they go back and ever follow this up? Because that's not life. You don't always get closure in life. When I was at Triple Play Sports, um, Robert Allen and I would would always travel together down there, and then on the drive home, like. The entire way home, we would we would basically go through every team and do that that whole exercise where uh, we just kind of like reshuffled the deck of like who came out of this thing, winners, who surprised us, who maybe disappointed us, and and uh, like that that was one of my favorite parts about it when I worked with Robert at Triple Play was just that conversation on the way home and comparing those observations about each team and. Uh, Again, I think we, both of us every year, like we, we talked about it, like we both got a lot out of sharing that information on the way home every year. That's always good. Uh, because when you have that, you got, when you're gleaming that information from each other, you need to be mentally filing that away to use for your show the yeah. next day. Well, not even the next day, but six like weeks from said, now. When, can yeah. Get, oh, yes. Yeah. When, when, when you get that, you know, when you get that situation where it's like, oh, my God, yeah, I remember talking to him about that and look what just happened. Or you can have each other or you can have each other, you know, back on the air to talk about, hey, remember when you said this and now look look at what's going look at what's going on. Yeah, so it's there's some there's some really good there's some really good stuff there if, if you've got if you've got the time to um, to actually sit down with someone or you've got a good enough partner uh, you can, you can work with in that situation. Okay. So your big 12 scavenger hunt 
uh, that we will be looking for on. You, you want to post these on social media? Yeah, I'll, I will okay. post them on social media. Stressed out handlers. And then uh, the main course of uh, main course meal of day one and day two. Anything else you want to add? All right. e- how about an ESPN personality walking the grounds? All right. So ESPN personality walking the grounds. Because I'm, yeah. I'm writing this down. ESPN. Because we know the Fox guys will be uh, walking the, the radio row. Yeah. Yeah. Stressed out handlers. And then main, and then the main meal, <laughs> the main meal of the two days. Yeah. All right. Yes. And I, I will, ta- I will tag you on both of those. And nice. yes, you can follow nice. me at G E E H S O for all that. The, the stress on handler one is going to be great. Oh, it's going to be awesome. That's yeah. going to be the best. Yeah. Because I am going to, you know, those are going to be, um, th- those are going to be the ones that I get while I'm on the air. Oh when, yeah. Yeah. When Pat, when Pat Jones, <laughs> when Pat Jones is talking, those are the ones that I'll just kind of slide over and click, you know, underneath. But yeah, yeah. I'm assuming who's going to be the most. I'm trying to think who's going to be the most stressed out. Hashtag SOH. Hand- stressed out handler. Yes. <laughs> stressed out. All right. Yes. I'm thinking it's got golly. I don't know. OU always seems stressed out to me, but I think it's just when they're around me. <laughs> like you, you stressed specifically out. stress them out. That might be the case. Yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> and everybody else they look comfortable with me. It's like ah oh, yeah. crap, not him again. I will. Uh, I'll give you so, know Mike and uh, Mike Hauk at OU and Gavin Lang at, at OSU. I, I always. I mean, I feel like may, maybe neither one of those guys likes me at all, but I always felt like they uh, they were they were worked with me really well and and uh, always more than happy to help if they could, you know, like understanding Mike Gundy's not doing radio with anybody not named Robert Allen. Right. So, uh, right. Like you just so know I that. Yeah, so I don't, I don't even ask. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't even ask, but Gavin, Gavin is so good. Gavin, those folks at Oklahoma State have been so good to me. For the most part, OU has as well. There have been, you know, there have been times where we've kind of not seen eye to eye on things, but I, I try not to hold, grudges in the you know in, in those instances but i i would think you know the texas guys always seem so stressed out always <laughs> but hey when you're when you're having bad years i was about to say when you have a decade of coming, underperforming and uh not in fact being back then it's it's pretty tough yeah so yeah all right so stress out handlers hashtag soh yeah ESPN people walking the ground and then pictures of the main meal yeah, and, and I will tag you in all okay. of them. Okay, I, I tell you what, I'll I'll also think of some other items uh, that if I, I think they're worthy enough to make the scavenger hunt, um, I will I I'll tweet them to you so we can uh, have fun with this. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. This going to be the most fun Big Twelve media day that we've had in a very long time. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, my friend, uh, I will let you run. Have safe travels, and uh, I look forward to the tweets. Sounds good. Thank you, Colby.
The podcast is over.